BG Mania, a video game music podcast for November 7th, 2020, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You're listening to Go Go Style from Paradise Killer. twice-weekly, usually, video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we like to do on this show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes. Each and every Wednesday, myself and a special guest will sit down and chat about a particular topic, theme, game, or composer while listening to some really excellent tunes. And then on Saturdays, we'll have another episode up for your weekend listening pleasure, But the good news is, listening to both episodes weekly should keep you under two hours. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. Today on BG Mania, I'm super excited to be discussing a soundtrack and game that completely blew me away recently. But not only that, I get to do so with a very, very special guest. Paradise Killer released back on September 4th and is a semi-open world murder mystery game, very reminiscent of the Danganronpa series, which I absolutely adore. Uh, It just has more freedom. Composed by Barry Epoch Topping, the soundtrack mixes the sound of vaporwave and synth with some really cool jazz fusion that makes every track feel somewhat magical. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Barry Topping earlier this week to discuss his work on Paradise Killer, but before we cut to that, let's take a listen to our first block of tracks from the game. I think it goes without saying, so we aren't going to mention it every single time, but everything on today's episode is, of course, from Paradise Killer, and it is composed by Barry Epoch Topping. You're listening to Lady Blue.
You're listening to Breeze With You. listening to Knife and Crystal.
right, and we're back in the studio with Barry Topping, the composer to Paradise Killer. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Man, I okay. so I am so excited to talk to you because I don't think you know this. I know you don't know this, but I am a huge fan of like Vaporwave, Synthwave, Retrowave, but a lot of our level down games, Colors is inspired by that. If you go on our Twitch, like my my layout is inspired by all of that. Uh, I'm a huge fan of like Dance with the Dead and Scandroid and all of these kind of artists. So when Paradise Killer came out, which is this like murder mystery Danganronpa style video game, I wasn't prepared for the soundtrack to literally blow my face off, dude. Like, this is really good. So first of all, how was it getting to compose? I, now, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with a ton of your other work. I've listened to a few things here and there, but I think this might be the first venture that you really have like that deep into this type of music with the soundtrack. So how was, how was that? I was briefly a synthwave guy before this. Okay. Um, I started doing synthwave a few years ago. I was like on all the old classic Facebook groups and whatnot. Um, yeah. So I put out a synthwave, synthwave album at the start of last year um, called Encounters. I put that out on a label called Retro Promenade um, and that's like a synthwave album. So I did that, but I've, I've always written a variety of styles of music. Just synthwave was something that I just happened to be interested in because I've always been a big fan of 80s music, obviously. So yeah. um, Paradise Killer though is like, it's really my dream project because I'd been thinking about writing that kind of stuff anyway. It's just, it's hard to find the time to write that much much music when it's you know when it's not your job right so paradise killer was a chance for me just to really be like to go all in on writing like city pop influenced stuff synthwave vaporwave influenced stuff just like really leaning into the kind of stuff that i wanted to write and yeah just so happened to get used for an, an incredible video game so that was a great bonus now, did you know did you know it was getting used for this beforehand yeah no yeah it, it definitely i'd like i said i've been toying with the idea of writing in this style anyway so when the guys at kaizen came to me and were like oh you know can you write this amount of music in this style i was like Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> I know, man, 24, 24 tracks on the soundtrack. It's really impressive, God, yeah. uh, especially if you're if you're saying, I mean, this isn't your actual full time job. So I don't know how you manage to find the time to cram so much awesomeness into, you know, a little bit of time. But that's really cool. <laughs> well, we did it all in six months as well. So it was a very small. That's incredible. Window. That's incredible. Yeah, it was just lots and lots of uh, writing music when I shouldn't have been writing music. Shall we say? <laughs> but, but no, I've been composing for years. I feel that mostly mostly working on smaller projects uh, i've done a lot of shorts a couple of mobile games and stuff like that so paradise killer is my first kind of big game in terms of workload and in terms of how it's done obviously we didn't know at the time it was going to do as well as it has done but yeah it's certainly my first big title and obviously definitely not going to be my last either so well yeah that's what i was going to say is that like this this game sort of kind of like broke out of the mold when it released back in september hmm. uh i think word of mouth really helped this one a lot you know seeing people stream it on twitch really helped it a lot because it is a unique style game and the music really just i mean when it when it when you start playing and you're messing around with this lady love dies and then you jump off the platform at like the first 30 minutes in the game and then stay forever paradise kicks in as she's falling to the ground those those were like i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it like music tends to do that to me that was i was really lucky that the guys at kaizen um understand and appreciate the place that music can have in a game because that's such a huge moment for the soundtrack right off the bat and not a lot of composers get the chance to put their music front and center and you know the way that the audio systems work in the game too like music has a massive place in this game which i think is very cool so it was great for me to get to work within a game that you know was doing that kind of thing with music 
music. Right. And I mean, just you had uh, Fiona Lynch on vocals who just absolutely killed every time that she was featured. So yeah, that was very cool. Fiona's amazing. Um, we recorded all the vocal stuff just in my house, you know. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we didn't have really have access to a studio. That's awesome. It was right before kind of lockdown stuff hit. So um, okay. even two, three weeks later, and I don't think it would have happened. But yeah, we just recorded it in my house and she's just amazing. Like such a pro. It's the first time I worked with her too, but I've seen her. I'd seen her play in a bunch of bands before and she'd always come recommended so yeah we, we watched like a couple locals it was important that we used a local singer as well um, so she lives pretty close to me but sh she kind of performs in and around Edinburgh which is sort of the nearest city to me so yeah oh that's awesome so yeah it was, it was important that I was using as many locals as possible I felt. right I mean, speaking of the lockdown, you're you're really locked down over there now, right? You guys are in your second lockdown. We're so. slightly different. <laughs> we're slightly different in Scotland. Is it? Yeah, we we're kind of still on the tiered system, so we're like kind of having a half lockdown, whereas England is. Just, yeah, they're they're fully shutting down over uh, there. Dig, dig a hole and climb into it and see what happens, but. But I, th I think we're going to go that way, to be honest. So, yeah, it was weird, too, writing this music over lockdown. The world is crazy, man. The world is crazy. Super weird. <laughs> I think that's a good place to cut to our next block of three tracks from Paradise Killer. Let's take a listen to these. And then, Barry, you and I will be back right after this. You're listening to Last Dance XX.
everybody, it's Kyle from The Media Files. And if you don't know what The Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to The Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. You're listening to To The Heart.
you're listening to Headlights on the Shore.
So if you had to kind of like narrow down, what what would be like some of the favorite tracks that you actually composed for Paradise Killer? Like what, what really sticks out in your mind? Um, uh, the obvious one is uh, Paradise, uh, Stay Forever, because getting to write a theme song for anything is fun, but any time I've written a theme song in the past, it's normally a shorter bit of music, whereas this is like the full, protracted, Snake Eater-style theme tune. that also has like a really big place in the game, not just like you said at the start where it plays, but thematically the themes in that continue. It's like it's, it's the spine for the rest of the sound design and the rest of the soundtrack in the game. So that was really cool, writing that as a sort of keystone almost for the rest of the soundtrack where I could use that as a blueprint for the sounds the styles and the sort of harmonic and melodic movements of other songs just to make sure that even even though the styles branch out a little from the kind of core theme of city pop I think they all marry back together in a way that's kind of cool and I think Stay Forever was like such a strong blueprint to start with because it was the first song I wrote as well so oh dang okay yeah so you really started off strong yeah yeah you really started off strong and then from there um, it's hard. I'm I'm the kind of person that will write, you know, a minute of music and listen to it for four hours over and over again because I'm just like, oh man, this is so good. I just love it. It's like I get into right. that. So I really love all the tunes and it's hard to pick. But uh, Last Dance XX is a favorite of mine because that was one of the last mm, tracks yeah, we wrote. That's a good one. That's um, a good one. By the point when well, we got to that point in the process, it was just like the you know it was just like do just do. I felt like so confident doing what I was doing at that point. So that is the limiters off tune just absolutely going for it so and that's what's kind of exciting as like a fan of music within video games and a fan of like kind of composers that aren't nearly as well known i mean like you know you have like the giants of the industry and then you have so many other people now we get to kind of see like where you're going to go next and and what's going to happen and that's going to be really exciting to see what game you you know end up getting stuck on next and where your music kind of progresses from here because you set such a strong like opening impression with paradise killer soundtrack that i i'm really excited to see what the future holds for you so that's really cool that you know by the time you got done you were more confident so it's exciting yeah it's weird like i said i've been writing music for so long you know i've been writing music for 15 years longer probably but uh, yeah yeah, in a lot of ways this is my first project because it's sort of my biggest project and it's it's the one that's kind of going to it's going to shape what I do next and it's always the one that I'm going to be trying to beat if you know what I mean yeah so I mean yeah. it definitely it definitely set a standard <laughs> absolutely no qualms of saying I can beat that I can beat that easy that's, that's yeah what is, that. that's exciting man that's yeah. exciting <laughs> one of my favorites uh Lady Blue Lady Blue on the soundtrack is it's an incredible uh, piece of music and just the way that the instrument is used not only in that track but throughout a lot of other tracks like uh, uh, To the Heart The Sarcophagus uh, all these other you know there's so many different sounds Hmm. it's not just synthwave it's not just that vaporwave style from like the late 80s early 90s you do have this like almost like future funk-esque type thing going on or I don't want to call it cyberpunk but there's even like a lot of uh, parts that remind me of cyberpunk as well and it's just such a such a cool blend of different styles that went into this soundtrack. So it's really cool. 
I think I was listening to a lot of Jazz Fusion when I wrote this. And okay. Just the, the the main thing, because of the way the soundtrack works in the game, if you've, if you've not played the game, you have an in-game playlist system that you can choose the order of tracks you want, and also you can go around the island collecting more tracks. So the majority of these tracks had to be, you know, melodic songs. None of them, none of them are like bed music or like there's really no incidental music. They're all like big thematic songs and um, like I said I was listening to a lot of jazz fusion so it was really just about having yeah like a, a through line of what the themes of the game and the themes of the soundtrack were and then just pushing it in as many directions as I felt like I wanted to and that's why there's stuff like Lady Blue which is like pretty classic vaporwave tune and then stuff like End of the World which is kind of synth reggae vibes but with like this big kind of orchestral style outro and then Sarcophagus as well is a good one because it's just kind of like dark electro. yeah very very like that heavy dark almost horror wave I don't know what they actually call it but like the scary type stuff dude it's really good <laughs> yeah I, that was i listened to a lot of like uh kind of more goth music too i guess like i was listening to a lot okay. of oliver and a lot of drive majesty at that point so i wanted to have one track in there that was like dark because none of the other tracks are really that dark but yeah they're happy they're you know they yeah yeah definitely like that i i like the uh the different styles that you actually put together and the way that it flows now as you mentioned like the order of the soundtrack doesn't really matter because mm. in the game you can move stuff around and kind of play music whenever so uh but the way that the actual like if you listen from start to finish the soundtrack it's actually it works perfectly <laughs> uh, yeah even though there's not an order they're definitely in the physical in the in the actual soundtrack i thought like long and hard about the order of that so i'm glad that comes across it's like a yeah, like you get this picture in your mind of a story being told if you, you know, push play and just go from track one to track 24. There's a there's sort of something that formulates in your mind for sure. Something I think that's interesting is if I think about it from, you know, when I was playing in bands or producing bands, if you think about the way you make an EP or an album for a band, mm -hmm. it's all the same drum sound, all the same guitar sound largely, right? The core is the same kick and snare sound, the same guitar tones, and then you branch out on different songs. But there are some songs on this that have no common elements. I mean, stylistically, yeah, but in terms of patches and samples there are some songs that have absolutely nothing in common and that's the first time i've ever worked on a collection of music that's not tied together in that kind of sonic way so i mean no real point here i'm just saying that that was a fun thing to do but and that's actually cool like you know because that's what's fun about getting to chat with the the you know the people that actually make the music behind the games that we play and talk about here on bg mania is that you you know you get to find out certain quips and certain things that people are using and uh, it's it's really cool that you know it, there are songs like that that have no ties or things to anything else because it gives it a unique flavor and I do like that. Yeah, it's we're, we're lucky as well that the visual material for the game is so eclectic. Oof, like, yeah, I mean, really eclectic, um, and it's very dissonant in a lot of ways too. That again, you could say musically it would be dissonant too because if you take something like Midori Eyes, for example, as like a kind of jazzy, like loungy tune, and then again to use the sarcophagus, it's like they almost don't belong together, but contextualized by what Paradise Killer is, like they absolutely do belong together. So it's it's so great when you get a synergy of game and music like that and I'm like super grateful with the freedom I had on the project and being able to put so much of what I wanted to put into the game. Yeah. What I was also uh, really happy to see is that you had a lot of those uh, sexy saxophone solos, man. You had Fabian Hernandez on the sax and yeah. Oh my god, dude! Anytime he kicked in with that, was it him on every track that there was a saxophone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. every track. Okay, was Fabian, like every single one. Okay, that's awesome because 
incredible absolutely incredible he is like obviously an incredible sax player one of, one of the best guys i've ever worked with one of the easiest people ever to work with as well because he genuinely like liked the music that we were recording because you know he's he's like a like a job in sax guy so he gets a ton of work i think he played on 50 albums this year or something oh but, wow holy crap yeah so for someone like that to say to me like oh man this is some of my favorite stuff i've ever played on like that that's, that's amazing that's and, a huge compliment I know, man it's insane and i think you can tell as well because his playing is so choice and that was a lot of those solos are comped from like eight you know he sent me eight solos for a track and be like and that had to be like this is all amazing what what am i supposed which to do? one do i use <laughs> so yeah i mean i've got an absolute absolute bounty of stuff from him and it's it's all amazing so that's incredible man that's so cool that's awesome i think what's really cool about paradise killers like vaporwave synthwave sound is that that stuff my fiance actually bugs me about it a lot because she gets kind of sick of me listening to it over and over and over. not just this soundtrack but <laughs> the right. the style of music in general i i listen to synthwave all the time and what's cool about paradise killer is that even though it sounds familiar mm -hmm. even though it has those like synth wavy retro wavy vibes it doesn't sound like anything else in the market right now and that gives it like uh, a place to stand apart from the rest. And I think that's why so many people have been talking about it because it does, it hits hard and it's really good. We're lucky with composing for games because you have a lot more freedom than you do if you're putting together an album. Again, to kind of go back to what I was saying, there's a lot of these, you know, if you took a selection of six or seven tracks from this soundtrack and just put them together and put them out as an album, it wouldn't have the same impact in the way that it does as a full collection of music that's again, contextualized by the game so i think that's that's an advantage to game composers that you know the audience doesn't have to do a lot of work to figure out well how does this music work with this music and how is this right how is this creating a style how is this taking much like again the game's visual style how is this taking different influences and squishing them together to create something new and you know, the game does that, and it, I think it just means that the soundtrack can do it all the easier because the game does it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we take off, let's kick to another block of three tracks, of course, from Paradise Killer. You're listening to 8th Street Rose.
You're listening to Leaving. You're listening to End of the World.
Uh, speaking of influences, what I, I see the big defender cabinet sitting behind you. What type <laughs> yeah. of influences did you have as, in terms of like video games when you were growing up? Like what really inspired you to maybe want to pursue composing in games and, and doing stuff like Paradise Killer? Oh, um, I've always been a big fan of um, more thematic video game music, right? And by that, I mean, you know, like NES games. Like, I love Castlevania. Yeah. I absolutely love Castlevania. Um, stuff like that. I was always... Shiro uh, Yamani does such a good job on that soundtrack, too, man. She did, like, incredible stuff over in Castlevania. Absolutely insane. And I've always loved Japanese video games as well. So growing up, I played a lot of stuff. Like, I've always had... I was always a Nintendo kid. So, you know, I played a lot of... I love Konami games too so i played a lot of their licensed games a lot of stuff like mystical ninja um i love Mega Man, contra all that stuff that's like kind of more thematic the classics right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the so, classics uh, and then there, i have that and then i also love like i love rpgs always been a huge rpg speaking of my heart here yeah man yeah so, jrpg jrpgs are my favorites so. definitely my well, my favorite games are like uh, xenoblade final fantasy 7 like all the all the big classics so yeah and that again was another thing when you start playing those games and you realize how the music exists and works within those games it's just like really strong melodic music i've never nothing against it but i've never been a fan of the more cinematic style of game music because it, it just doesn't really excite me and it's not something that i would listen to but all these soundtracks that i love are stuff that i would just sit and listen to if, if it's thematic if it has you know themes and melody and you know harmonic progression and all that stuff and it's exciting i just i love that stuff so yeah it's always been rpgs you know platform games that kind of stuff yeah you mentioned konami and capcom i think nintendo really kind of hits that hard too with uh you know having different themes and all of these you look at all their platforming games like mario or kirby or anything and how they use so many different styles in in their games and then you you see that with mega man you see that not necessarily with castlevania castlevania really is mostly horror elements related yeah. but man it's so good <laughs> castlevania as good as like kind of almost i would say it's like almost rock music castlevania it's like even the eight bit castlevanias are like when they brought in kind of in the later nes games when you get like you know kind of heavier drums it seems weird to re like call nez music heavy but there definitely is heavy yeah NES did you play bloodstained yeah recently yeah, yeah, yeah oh man the soundtrack on that too with how they kind of brought that back Ooh. yeah i love the 8-bit bloodstained some big fan of curse of the moon one and two i thought they were great and i don't think yeah. i think it's it's fine to like this stuff and because you know what it's like you're in a vaporwave you're in a synthwave when you're in retro games a lot of people put that down to as you just like it for nostalgia's sake but it's not there's there's so much joy in finding new old stuff especially yeah. video games because there's I, I got a pc engine mini recently right and i haven't played practically any of the games on there and it's amazing to find like a 20 year old game that's like yeah this kicks ass and the music also kicks ass hell yeah man so, like that's that and i and i and i kind of apply that to music as well there's like it just in generalities because uh i have long hair hair metal from the 80s is my favorite music genre poison guns and roses skid row all those kind of bands yes so man. whenever i can find a new band from that time period that like I recently just found a blue murder it was John I think it's John Sykes the the guitarist from White Snake went off in 1987 formed his own band I'd never listened to hardly any of their stuff and I was like oh my god like this is incredible so anytime you can find stuff like that that's actually been out there for you know going on 30 years or coming up on 40 which is incredible time sucks yeah. but <laughs> yeah. anytime you can find something that is older but still new to you and blows you away it's such a cool feature 
feeling. And I think that's what's really important about music. And I think you killed that with the Paradise Killer soundtrack. It's weird you should mention hair metal because especially like I'm, I'm not a massive hair metal guy, right? But I just get onto weird albums. I've listened to a lot of Def Leppard recently, right? Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Hysteria is like a kind of like it's like they're, I guess their big album. And in terms of the production style on that is like always looked at as an example of like huge 80s excess. But man, there's so much stuff on that album, like the back and vocals, especially in like a couple of those Def Leppard albums. Nothing sounds like that. No, not at all. And people people aren't willing to see the value in like old stuff sometimes because it's just dismissed as like tacky or like gauche or whatever. But, you know, some of the best producers that have ever existed produced that music. Music. Like Def Leppard, especially like Mutt Lang produced that, and it still sounds like nothing. It's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, Love Bites is one of my favorite ballads of all time. So, aye, aye, aye. It's <laughs> so I think there are. What I tried to do with Paradise Killer was look look at old music that I like and try and find new ways to inject what I love about old music into this music. And I saw someone saying about Paradise Stay Forever, they were like, "Oh, I can't believe someone's made like a real city pop song, but with a twenty 20 style mix and that to me was like yes that's exactly what i was trying to do so yeah like someone gets it <laughs> yeah god it's like just just trying to take old familiar sounds and just you know reinvent them in a fun way right right exactly so uh it, it's been an absolute pleasure like getting to experience a lot of this stuff through paradise killer and you know, like I said, that, that turned me on to you. And then I got to explore some of the other stuff that you've done inside of gaming. Like you mentioned some of the mobile games and outside of gaming. And now I'm just looking forward to what you do next. Cool. <laughs> Thanks very much, man. That's so nice of you. I'm looking forward to it too, personally. So yeah. Yeah. I'm I can't wait. I know you probably, you probably can't say anything yet of what you're working on. I know NDAs are a bitch, but. <laughs> I guarantee you, whatever I work on next, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. That's awesome, man. So I should plug, we're doing a vinyl release of the Paradise Killer soundtrack. That's a recent yes, thing, so yes, I should yes, promote yes. that. Um, yeah, let's plug that. Incredibly deluxe vinyl set comes with a free A2 poster and enamel pin, digital download for the soundtrack. So that's uh, being distributed in America by Ship to Shore, and it's available in Europe from Black Screen Records, who are just, you know, Black Screen are responsible for the actual release. So yeah, go and have a look at it. It's a very, very lovely and set. And that's releasing soon? Or now? Or now? yeah you can pre-order it now and it's coming out in february so oh awesome yeah i definitely might have to i actually have a, an old style uh vinyl player now we actually got a, a couple of companies sent us vinyls and we did an episode on that so i still have it oh, sitting cool. next to me and i just kind of have a vinyl collection over here on the wall so i might have to actually uh pick that up in february see i have a, I have a lot of video game <laughs> vinyls too but again they're all on the wall like i got all the castlevania yeah, stuff that's where all, all mine are up there wall, so that's yeah. what i mean like yeah like i mean i'd pull them down every now and then but those are collector's pieces you don't really want to mess those up and, and play them too often yeah <laughs> Barry it's been an absolute pleasure I'm so glad like I said that we got to do this and and hopefully this won't be the last time that uh, you and I chat because I'm really looking forward to what you do next <laughs> thanks very much man I would love to come back and I look forward to it we are going to kick to our last block of three tracks today on the episode and then I will be back to close it out when we're done You're listening to The Sarcophagus.
Hey everybody, it's Jessica here, and I decided to do my own podcast called Romance Me Up. That's where every other week I like to discuss with you guys casually different romantic visual novels and help you guys get romanced up on a bi-weekly basis. If you guys like to talk about romance visual novels or even just to like to listen to romantic visual novel music or just visual novel music in general, please feel free to join me again every other week. I will see you guys then and until then, keep the romance alive. You're listening to Temple of Tears.
You're listening to Idle Lands. That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash level down games. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash level down games and click that follow button. I actually was just live on Twitch this evening streaming some Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Shout out to our friends over at Ubisoft. We did get early access to the game to provide a review for leveldowngames.com, which will be up sometime next week in the massive craziness that it is with the next generation consoles coming out. But yes, the short story, follow us, twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we don't do this that often, but because it's a special occasion, we had Barry on the episode. We've already played the flagship track from Paradise Killer, Paradise Stay Forever, but I want to hear it again. I want to close out the show with Paradise Stay Forever because it's so good. So let's check it out, of course, from Paradise Killer.
keep the music playing and keep it loud.